from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. It's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. You're stuck working and disconnected from the sports world. What the hell is going on? Don't sweat it. The OG will catch you up on the biggest stories, the latest developments, and let you know who said something dumb on social media today. I just tweeted it. What's trending is now on the OG. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obias. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. We'll get into geopolitical matters because that's what people want to hear us talk about. Just kidding. But there is something that does tie into the world of sports where it has dragged that conversation back into a realm that not all of us are equipped to talk about. (laughs) Let's log on to the internet, though. What's Trending brought to you by GEICO. you got a choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online to geico.com or stop by the GEICO office nearest you. Let's get it. We got the Rams and the Raiders tonight, Joe. Thursday night football. The Rams have lost six straight. They're also without quarterback Matthew Stafford. And John Walford is questionable, which means we could be seeing Baker Mayfield already in a Rams uniform taking snaps. Tonight. At, at this point, given the Rams quarterback situation, guys have been hurt. They haven't been able to practice. What's the difference between those guys and Baker Mayfield fresh off a plane from Panthers? In theory, they the would Panthers. know the playbook. Apparently, Baker Mayfield and Sean McVay are boys. Okay. So maybe Sean McVay has been blowing up his text message All saying, right. All right, here, man, we're going to run. He was cut on Monday? Yeah. Released on Monday. Yeah. And it's picked up on Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> On a plane on a Wednesday, plane Wednesday, and he could be starting on the tonight. field tonight. Look, as we joke with Darren Gant, Panthers.com yesterday, this week for the Panthers and Baker Mayfield, for the Panthers, was probably the fourth most interesting thing that's happened to them this season. Firing their coach is obviously the biggest one. The Christian McCaffrey trade would be another one. So this one, hey, yeah, we picked up Baker Mayfield, and then we didn't want him at all, and now he's with the Rams. It's low on the list at this point. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. So earlier today, we tweeted out an old NC State football basketball schedule. It features an, uh, a, a hand-drawn Mr. Wolf, clearly drunk on Pap's Blue Ribbon, with a basketball having bounced off his head. I feel like that's probably the big mood for NC State fans in basketball today. Uh, they find out that Dusan Mohorchich is going to be out. Essentially, he's going to be out for the season. Had a knee injury in the win over Coppin State. He had surgery on that knee. They said out indefinitely, but I think, Julia, we understand that we're not going to see him. You know, it's weird. NC State got really great news yesterday because they've got uh, a kid who was a late recruiting pickup, but because of the NCAA rules and where he was in an academy in high school out in California, he'll actually be with the team at the end of this week. And he will be able to be eligible to play in the second half of the season. Do I have that right? Yeah, potentially by the Vanderbilt game on December 17th. So, yeah, it's a uh, you win some, you lose some for the Wolfpack. So, Dusan's out. The haters are also out in a different form of the word. UNC haters are out. And we're not just talking about fans of other schools being the haters. We're talking about coaches of other teams. 
when North Carolina isn't good, the haters will come out. When they're too good, well, they'll tell you how easy that job is. And Jeff Borzello over at ESPN has got something on ESPN Plus about what's wrong with North Carolina and can it be fixed. So he talked to anonymous coaches about UNC situation. Julio, what did you notice a pattern? Did you notice a pattern in this Always article? haters, man. Always Jeez, haters. Man. Just I love coaches speculating on what's going on with other teams, especially when it comes to chemistry issues. Like, yeah. If you want to talk about the chemistry on the court, well, we can all see that. But there are some quotes about like something's clearly not right off the court. How do you know that? Do you know that? You sure? Even one it got getting to a point that at the end of last year, remember I said to you, Carolina really took off not only because of Brady Manic, but because they basically stopped trying to run things through Baycott. Yeah, because you don't have to run anything for Baycott. You do not. One of the first quotes you is, do not. is an anonymous coach. Well, they don't run anything for Baycott, and you could tell he doesn't post up hard because he knows he's not going to get the ball. Please stop. Please. Next up. Storm Duck is now in the transfer portal. Everybody who played defense for North Carolina now seemingly in the transfer portal. Cornerback was sec- uh, first team all ACC for the AP team. Has one year of eligibility remaining. Gave us the usual. He's a Tar Heel forever. Love you. Mean it. With that being said, he's entering the transfer portal. This, a, this one is a loss uh, for the Heels. It does not match the, the world's greatest transfer portal announcement, though, which we got <laughs> earlier today from Mississippi State's leading rusher. Okay, just to give you a little bit of the context here, this isn't like some scrub off the bench. This is this is a guy who made a difference for Mississippi State this year. Some people are caught up on his random usage of apostrophes and everything else. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But he gets down to it, and he said, since I am not very tough and Leach is glad I'm leaving... I will be entering my name into the transfer portal with the hopes of finding a more fit playing environment for me. Thank you, Dylan Johnson. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> love it. So the guy who didn't transfer, though, was Drake May. And last night, the North Carolina quarterback sent out a tweet, you know, one sentence with an image of him in Tar Heel gear, you know, getting ready for a game or whatever. And this should not have come as a surprise for people but in some corners it ended up being a surprise i get that the portal is nuts right now and people are trying to treat this with free agency tendencies but i do think we have to have an understanding about why every quarterback is not the same when it comes to the portal drake may is going to be an nfl prospect he already is one he stands to make a lot of money in the nfl given his trajectory there is no need for him to go somewhere to better his situation every other quarterback that you see enter the portal usually qualifies for two reasons one you've got a sam hartman or devin leary situation you've been at this school for a really long time you still have a year you still got a year you gave it your best there's a mutual understanding we're bringing up this next guy and if you want to go secure the bag somewhere for one last year one last shot at it Go right ahead. We're not going to fault you. Again, that's where Devin Leary categorizes for me. Sam Hartman could categorize if he decides to transfer from Wake Forest. The other quarterbacks are those that were not going to see a lot of playing time the next year, and they could go somewhere where they can compete for the starting job, if not be told you are going to be that starter. Usually you'll drop to to a lower level or to a situation for a quarterback need. Jacoby Criswell could end up in a quarterback need. Phil Dracovich 
probably more similar to the Devin Leary San Hartman situation where, hey man, he gave it a go at Boston College. This doesn't look like it was really going anywhere. Notre Dame needs a guy, and it could be the place he lands. No, you keep getting this one. Oh, I'm wrong. sorry, Fojakovic is going to go to <laughs> is that uh, Pitt already. Already, I can't keep not up according with to it. the wheel. The wheel That's hasn't right. gone to NC State. That's true. I can't hear. I'll admit, man, it's tough for me to keep up with Jerkovich all these names. Man. Is following Frank Signetti. Yes, who is the offense coordinator at Pitt? Who was his offense coordinator at Boston College? There you go. That's there's another category for you. Who was your guy? You go with him, right? Just where nobody's following Phil Longo though, so you can you can. Oh, Hold yeah, the conspiracies on that. Situations one. are a little bit differently there. I do think I do think the Phil Longo departure. That one, it makes sense in the context of Luke Fickle's relationship, as you like to talk about. That next contract is yes. a big deal. But I, I do think it puts into context some of the things about Mac Brown this past season how we talked about the offense and maybe Phil Longo going well clearly you don't like what I'm doing or at least publicly Lauren Brownlow always pointed this out to me on ACC Panic Room where she thought it was weird that Mac would like poke the offense for the reasons why they lost or were in close games when it's always been the defense yeah I'm not gonna lie to you I, I didn't expect a hard reset out of Carolina after this season particularly I didn't, I didn't since one. the group that they had been building and putting together really would go into next year as the ACC favorites, favorites mm -hmm. over even Clemson. But now you see all of the exits on the defensive side, and you can chalk those up as, oh, they're not any good anyway, but that's not true in the case of Storm Duck. In particular, he, he is a good player, but also just the number of players who are leaving the program, and now you have the offense coordinator. In my opinion, you know, uh, Garrett Riley at, at TCU was the assistant coach of the year, the National Royals Award winner. I thought Phil Longo and Tony Gibson at NC State did as good a job as anybody this year. So that's a that's a loss. And now their offensive line coach now, Jack Bicknell. Uh, was Carolina's offensive line great this year? No. Um, but the, the number of the, – the amount of turnover in the Carolina program right now is not what you would have expected at this point under Mac 2.0. Next up. Number two. Daniel Snyder once again. Filling up the headlines with bad headline material. Washington Post, Dan Snyder gave evasive, misleading testimony. This according to a House committee. The Washington commander's owner evaded questions by saying more than 100 times that he did not know or could not recall information and gave misleading answers when he testified remotely back in July as part of a congressional investigation of his team's workplace conduct. And the House Committee on Oversight and Reform said today that its final report after a nearly 14-month probe, indicated that there was even leaks coming from within the building to get to Snyder. 79-page report gave the strongest indication, this according to the Washington Post, that the team or someone working on its behalf leaked the inflammatory emails that prompted Congress to get involved back in October of 21. According to the report, former team president Bruce Allen testified to the committee that the top that a top NFL official told him the team's side leaked the emails that led to John Gruden's resignation from his head coaching position with the Raiders. Again, Dan Snyder, bad dude, bad business. And at some point, Jillio, I am waiting for NFL owners to step up to Dan Snyder and hold him accountable for making the league look bad and having a really poorly run NFL franchise. It would be a smart move if they did. 
For some reason, they won't. I'll never understand why. This is from Representative Caroline or Carolyn Maloney. She's a Democrat from New York, and this is from uh, from ESPN. We saw efforts that we've never seen before. At least I haven't. And uh, where where he was intimidating the workforce and the executives, anyone who spoke out. He had private investigators go to their home. So it's just just bad. It's just bad. Everything about Dan Snyder and the Washington football team is bad. And I am shocked that the NFL allows for this to occur, not only from the PR perspective, but as we also have come to find out, he's also skimmed money from the top. And if you really want to piss off other NFL owners, dip into their pockets. That's when you'll get their attention because that's not how the NFL works. Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. WNBA star Brittany Griner is free on a plane headed back to the States. All of this after what amounts to a prisoner swap. You could call it a hostage negotiation. We'll explain next. You can also check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan smash that subscribe button throw a bunch of likes heck if you want to comment on our hyper masculinity like that one guy go all in man go all in i said positive vibes only unfortunately when you open up your twitter app from time to time you are not greeted with positive vibes only or any other social media for that matter Uh, there's a perpetual rage machine that exists on social media And there are a lot of people that operate that rage machine to their own profit and benefit without a care in the world of what it does to your life. As long as they can profit off of you being mad, they're going to keep it going. And, man, there's a lot of people out there looking to be mad. And that's actually what's going on today with Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner was released from a Russian prison. This was a complicated prisoner swap that occurred between the U.S. government and the Russian government. The guy who they they got in the exchange, who was released, I mean, best I can tell you, go watch the 2005 movie Lord of War. I believe that's the name of the movie. It stars... Uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. He was uh, the guy from uh, National Treasure. Why well, can't I remember his name now? Off the top of my head. Uh, Nick. Nick, Nick Cage. Nick Cage, thank you. I couldn't remember his name. It was just like I blanked all of a sudden. Sorry. Yeah, so Nick Cage is in this movie. Anyway, the movie's loosely based on this arms dealer, this Russian's arms dealer, a merchant of death, if you will, who apparently the U.S. also did some business with back in the day. Regardless, this is a very complicated conversation, and it involved an American citizen who was busted for having half an ounce of the juice left in their vape pen, right? It was the whatever the hash oil, cannabis oil, whatever. Trumped up charges, and she was prisoned in a way that would create a political game of football, or basketball in this case, between the U.S. government and the Russian government. She was used as a pawn in this game. While she did put herself in that situation by being somewhat careless with what she was carrying, the level of offense and what she had to be, what she was punished with was wrong just straight up wrong regardless we're here now and this has caused all sorts of complicated conversations here's president joe biden on getting Brittany griner released today this is a day we've worked toward for a long time we never stopped pushing for her release 
It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I also want to thank the UAE for helping us facilitate Brittany's return, because that's where she landed. These past few months have been hell for Brittany and for Charlie and, uh, and her entire family and all her teammates back home. People all across the country have learned about Brittany's story, advocated for her release, stood with her through, throughout this terrible ordeal. And I know that support meant a lot to her family. I'm glad to be able to say that Brittany's in good spirits. She, uh, she's relieved to finally be heading home. So that's President Joe Biden on Griner's release. T.J. Quinn, investigative reporter for ESPN, on earlier today, uh, basically describing this as a hostage transaction. All along, this has been about uh, essentially a hostage transaction and not justice. It was clear to the U.S. government very early on that Russia was looking to make a deal. This wasn't about executing justice in Russia. Uh, It is a transactional system, and so that's why— very early on, the U.S. declared her to be wrongfully detained. Uh, when when she was convicted, nobody was surprised. The U.S. government had called her trial theater all along. They knew when she filed an appeal, it was going to be denied. There was never a question. It was all about Russia strengthening its hand to get the deal that it's wanted. And what it's wanted for a long time has been Victor Boot. Keep referring to him as by that nickname, the Merchant of Death. So that's T.J. Quinn on the matter, again, describing it as a hostage negotiation. Now, again, U.S. officials wanted to exchange this merchant of death guy for Griner and another American, uh, Paul Whelan. And he was arrested in Russia back in 2018 on espionage charges. He says that's not true. But again, there's a difference between espionage and having half an ounce of cannabis juice in your vape pen. There's a difference here. And Whelan's family actually released a statement today because of part of that negotiation when they came to find out it was basically getting Brittany Griner or nothing. Whelan's family actually released a statement saying, look, it's great that she's coming home. We commend the Biden administration for trying this. And obviously there's other means to potentially get him out of there, too. But this is not positioned this way. It's not positioned as a super complicated thing. We're doing that thing in our industry, Chilio, where because you played Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 1, 2 and 3, you suddenly understand the complexities of geopolitical matters that because you watched, uh, oh man, I'm trying to think of which movie it was with the hostage negotiation, you know the intricacies of how to maneuver this geopolitical football and people just, and people just roll with it. And it's, it's fascinating to me. Sometimes you don't have to have an opinion on something and just go, oh wow, that's good that we're bringing an American citizen home and man, it sucks that it has to be this complicated, that it was used in such a way that Russia essentially got one over on the U.S. because of it. Yeah, Brady Griner was in trouble from the jump. Yes. Right? I mean, to your point, this has been political maneuvering all along. And does, did her punishment fit the crime? Of course not. No. But that when you're a high-profile athlete in this case, you know, and I'm sure Vladimir Putin doesn't really care about the future of the Russian Professional Women's Basketball League. But no. You can't imagine anyone else going over there and playing after something like this. So you're right. Every now and then something happens and you go, you know what? This is beyond my my grasp. This is beyond my realm. I cannot contribute in a positive or even <laughs> no in any kind of manner that is going to advance the conversation. So you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out.
No, we have to basically treat it as though it's an actual trade transaction. Oh, uh, the, did it fit on the salary dude, cap? And- I am, I am not kidding you when I tell you the way I've seen this thing discussed today. It's like y'all understand this is not which team got the better end of the deal or what this means for this team going forward. Like, well, you know, they're really going to enjoy those draft picks. Like, that's not what this is. This is not, well, did Russia have any expiring contracts? Like, no, 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 no. Why? 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 But I understand why. I actually do know why. And that is there is a subset of people out there, subset of people in this business, I should say, that absolutely tap into your need to be mad. And there is good business to be made by pointing out that the female basketball player, LGBTQ, Brittany Griner, for the WNBA, which is usually takes pot shots from a lot of people, like, oh, it's a money-losing endeavor. Nobody watches this. Who cares? You know, you're swapping this person for a WNBA player, they say dismissively, not looking at it as, you mean an American citizen? So there's a lot of coded language that's used in these situations for one purpose and one purpose only, and that is to get you mad. And if you find yourself in a situation where you don't understand why you're mad all the time, why certain things didn't bother you in the past, and maybe it's bothering you now, and maybe your anxiety levels are up or whatever it is, ask yourself, what are you feeding yourself on a daily basis? Okay? It's like food. I used to tell this to my brother all the time. Maybe if you stopped eating cookout at 2 o'clock in the morning on a daily basis, you would not feel like crap the next day. I love cookout, but if you keep eating it at 2 o'clock in the morning, well, it's going to catch up to you after after a bit of time. Or like me, man, why do I keep feeling heavier? Why do my pants not fit? Oh, I know. It's because I keep getting into the peppermint JoJo's at 11 o'clock at night while I'm watching hoops or something like that. You feed yourself bad stuff, well, then you're going to feel bad. And I wish that some people would literally go outside and touch grass when it comes to these topics. And you might find yourself in a much better mental disposition going forward. You don't have to engage with the rage machine all the time. And there are people out there that absolutely thrive and make their business on making sure that you are mad all the damn time. You don't have to be like that. You'll be better off for it. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. By See, the way, fun fact real quick. Yeah. Eric was 0 for his last five on your full of it, Julio. Big win? Big win. Huge. Awesome. Now, there was we had a similar situation not that long ago where a guy just kept calling in every day on a losing streak. It was uncanny. I think you all I went he went a week and a half easily. I surely I didn't take any pity on him and 
award him a, a tumbler at any point. No, no, I would never no. do anything I, like look, that. I'll say this. Today has been an amazing day for Joe Giglio self-owns. <laughs> I mean, just unreal self-owns I, on the radio today. I don't know what you're talking about because... The tumbler supply, you're in charge of that. You're the, you're the one. I'm not in charge of the tumbler you're, supply. You're in the one who, you know. I am not in I am not Controls in, the no, mixtape. No. The clock. No, no yeah. I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. Absolutely not. It's you. That's not me. Yeah, it, it, we, did, we played the OG mixtape earlier today, and Jillio hits me with, whoa, whoa, hey, we only have five tumblers left. And I'm like, I wonder why we're running low, Joe. <laughs> I, it's a mystery. I can't. I mean, I think can't solve it. I think there's a direct correlation to the fact that I was out a good chunk of November, and then suddenly we're running low on tumblers. <laughs> so weird. And then my personal, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to check with Dennis to see what what had happened. Although my 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 personal favorite self owned the day was you with emails. Yeah, these poinsettias are like really nice, and like everyone has one but me. Why, Joe? Um, I'm not that adept at email. It's only a 40-some-odd-year-old product. Right. But. Yeah. Usually when I How check. How did you function at State, by the way? You, well, we, I, that was the very beginning of email. Yeah, that's true. You had to, you had to tell men in yeah, for email. very beginning yeah. of email. That's true. Um, that's true. So came in handy. Like uh, my dad, high school teacher, so he had an email account mm-hmm. back, at, back in Jersey. But no, very beginning. So you just get bombarded with emails and you don't know what to do? So being in the newspaper business as long as I was, and and you see it here on radio too, yeah, you get, get so yeah. many just inconsequential mm-hmm. emails that I kind of glaze over when I'm scrolling. You got it. And we also the names, have these man. we have these cockamamie security emails. Every month it's the same tutorial, but you just do it. I understand that, but it's the same thing. Every, and they they bombard you. You haven't done your thing yet. You haven't done your thing yet. You haven't done your thing yet. It's well, like, oh well, my maybe, god, maybe if you had done it, they wouldn't bombard you. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, then you get enough. You've completed. <laughs> right, and then you don't have to worry about it for another month, rather than getting these emails for an entirety of a month. Yeah, and, no, and also, God bless December thirty first. Though, what's up? <laughs> Duke will send me some stuff. You know, I just thought like Duke SB, and I'm like. Duke has a skateboarding program. Like I don't. <laughs> what? What is this? See the skill you got to learn. What are we doing? See the skill you got to learn is you got to know which emails from the company are the ones you always yes. have to make sure. you So get. now I need to make sure that anything from Monica, I open because yep. I've missed out on a turkey now. Yep. And a poinsettia. If Monica the Liberty has sent out an email, and for a lot of our audience, they might recognize that name. Yeah. Monica the Liberty. Five yeah, on your five side. Five on man. your side, right? Yeah. Well, Monica also has shifted over to HR for us here at Capital Broadcasting. She does an amazing job. And yeah, if she sends an email out, buddy, click that email because you, know, the problem you got is, something coming your way. I was going to say, you know what the problem is now? We're not going to get anything until next Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I'm going to forget. You're going to forget that Monica, I, I you got to read the Monica emails. That I makes, am. Yeah, that makes total sense. That or if makes, it comes from Angie. Yeah, always, always open up the emails from Angie. Head HR. So, COG, alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovius. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the best of the OG podcast. Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. I want to circle back, if I could use corporate buzz speak, to Drake May. Last night, the North Carolina quarterback felt the need or somebody told him that, hey, man, 
you better tweet out something to end this speculation. And what I always find fascinating, Julio, is how does the speculation start? Right? Like, how do we get to the point where somebody actually feels the need to address something or just put it to rest? And when it comes to the transfer portal, I don't think anybody knows what to believe right now. We don't know what the trusted sources are. We it's don't also know squat. Like, it's also kind of like the first time in football that we're seeing this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we don't know what to expect. Yeah. So anything is possible. So I think that's the biggest reason why we'll believe just about anything where we have to take everything at face value and be like, well, wait a minute. Could this be something, right? But I would ask people this to help prevent the hysteria of things going on. If you see something, oh, we'll use Drake May as an example of this. How did this start? Our friend Aaron Beard over the, at the Associated Press, best he could tell, there was some guy named Brandon CBS with a blue check mark. And in this day and age with a blue check mark, you could be paying for it or you could actually be like a legit person. I have no idea. Said, oh, I'm hearing, right? This gets picked up. Now, it usually gets picked up because the rival fans are the first ones to be like, see? We told you, oh, it's oh, it's, it's on. Like our rival, the, the they're leaving the ship. They're they're abandoning ship. Clearly, that's so. So that's the first part of how these things get going. Your rival fans will be the first ones to pounce on it because anything negative about your rival school needs to be amplified. And then when you see it enough times, you, the fan of the school, you start to text around. Hey, man, have you heard anything about this? You start going on the internet to see what other people are saying. And then you start to pick up on the crumbs. And then you convince yourself, oh, man, he could be leaving. And then you see Phil Longo. Phil Longo's leaving. He's going to be the offensive coordinator at Wisconsin now. Well, why wouldn't Phil Longo want to be the offensive coordinator for Drake May? Right? Like, they're really successful. What's going on here? There's two logical things that should have overridden your brain at this point. Let's address Phil Longo quickly. What's the most logical reason why Phil Longo would leave North Carolina? More money. Years, too. Right? So you like to say, next contract, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the logical reason for Drake May to stay at North Carolina? It's where his whole family went, save for one brother. Yep. And by the way, he's got the NFL right around the way. He has nowhere to, he has no reason to go anywhere. Logic is okay. Operate in logic from time to time. And you might save yourself some stress looking at social media the night before.